I am John, Wookiee impersonator and a Ladrin warlock with the Warriors of the Stars. Along came Jason, my bearded friend. Fabulous secret ideas revealed to me the day he came to my house and said, I want to make a podcast! Only two others share this secret. Eric of the Loch Ness and Jacob. Together we started talking about toys, comics, games, and movies on the Super Awesome Geek Show! Hello everybody out there in the Star Wars world! It's John, your host of the Super Awesome Geek Show, and the reason I say Star Wars is because today is an all-Star Wars episode. This one, uh, well, I'll just introduce my guest right now, and then we'll just get into what we're going to be chatting about. I have, I, I hope you guys have heard of this, the YouTube channel Star Geek, and I have the creator of that right here. Go ahead, introduce yourself, tell everybody about you and about Star Geek, the YouTube channel. Yes, hello. Um, my name's Krister, and I run the Star Geek YouTube channel. And uh, I basically just uploaded fact videos, uh, top tens, basically anything you can think about Star Wars related. Um, re- reviews, analyses, or analyses, trailers, music videos, experiences. Um, that's pretty much it. It's just everything Star Wars. And I take suggestions. I'm doing unboxes, uh, unboxings lately. And uh, yeah, it's an exciting time for Star Wars fans. So I'm super thrilled to be on. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's great to have you on. I was I was um, really excited to meet you. you uh, Krister joined uh, the Stars Club and the Sarlacc Club, which are both local Star Wars fan clubs to the Seattle-Tacoma area. And uh, well, it's the Stars that meets on Tuesdays, right? Yes, yeah. Yeah, and the, the last Tuesday of every month we meet at a restaurant and get together and just chat and talk about Star Wars and enjoy a meal together. And I met him there. I met you there at the at one of the events and had a great time talking to you and yeah. started checking out your videos. And I'm loving every one of them. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, the podcast is great. And I'm thrilled to be here. So thank you so much for having me. Yeah. And uh, where else can people find you? I mean, other than the YouTube, you got I know you got Twitter and you got a Facebook and stuff, right? Yeah, that's uh, I have Facebook is at uh, just Stargeek, and then Twitter and Instagram at StargeekYT, and I update occasionally on there, pro- uh, daily pretty much, but yeah, <laughs> my main thing is on uh, YouTube. Yeah, yeah, but you try to publicize it through some of those other social media. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yep. yep. So you've, I, what I've seen is you've done a really good breakdown of the trailer, uh, oh, of all you. the all the trailers, really, that even some of the TV spots, and... Uh, I, I wanted to actually talk to you today about some of your speculation and ideas related to Star Wars, if that's yes. cool. <laughs> of course. And uh, I guess this is the point where we should tell everybody, um, this this is going to be heavy speculation. Some of it will be considered rumor. Uh, and if by ch- any chance, any will of the force that we are we happen to be correct, then these could be actually spoilers. So if you don't want to know anything about Star Wars and you don't want any spoilers, you don't want any speculation, I'm sorry, but now's the time where you're going to turn off the podcast. Because <laughs> that's all we're going to be doing here. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> so the trailer, when you... Well, actually, let's start Let's start back at, the, at your first... When you first heard about Star Wars The Force Awakens, what kind of yeah. went through your head? Um... When I first heard uh, when it when uh, Disney bought Lucasfilm, yeah, yeah, and you knew that there were more movies and things like right, that. Right. Uh, 
I was pretty skeptical because it was Disney and I wasn't sure they were going to do a good job. But they started coming out with uh, some really good movies, and I was I definitely felt much better about Disney uh, remaking some or reintroducing Star Wars movies into the into the world. But um, yeah, I'm excited. It's it's I definitely have faith in Disney now that they're going to do a great job, especially after all these trailers have been coming out. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I was kind of confident because I've been following Disney for a while, and when they bought Marvel, they didn't really destroy Marvel. Exactly. And the, the movies have been fantastic, that Marvel movies that, that have been coming out. Yeah. So it's kind of like when Disney acquires a company, they let that company be itself, and it's just... Yeah, they've been doing that with Star Wars, too, which is really yeah. nice. Yeah. Lucasfilm and, uh, has been pretty independent, so... Yeah, and I've really liked everything they've done. The only thing I think that kind of... I would like to see come back as the Clone Wars cartoon because I know there's a lot of yeah, that was stories there. <laughs> yeah, Rebels isn't the best substitute, but it's pretty good still. Oh, those last few episodes of Rebels have been awesome though. I, I haven't seen them yet. I oh my gosh, seen the last couple episodes. You gotta but... watch the last two. Pardon me, two or three because they have been okay. just like Star Wars. I mean, they're, that's my oh, that's Star awesome. Wars. Yeah. Yeah, the, the yeah, Rebel seems to be focusing a lot on more the original trilogy kind of aspect of uh, the Star Wars universe, which that's fun. So yeah, yeah, that might be why I like it so much. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> at least the last two or three episodes because it yeah. really felt like old school Star Wars. Oh, that's awesome. But uh, and then the first short trailer hit, and I know you and I About both a year ago. Yeah, and I know you and I both like ripped that thing apart. I did like yes. a text based post on our website. And you yes. had a video on it, and uh, that was the longest video I had posted to the channel at that point. So, <laughs> yeah, and it was like what a thirty-second trailer or something like that. Yeah, uh, right, thirty-eight seconds, I think. Yeah, was, right. Yeah, okay. So <laughs> there's a lot to talk about. Yeah, and then uh, and I just kind of want to lump these trailers all together, and then we'll get into some of our, our ideas and stuff. And then they had the. Um, Another, like, what, minute and a half basic thing come out, right? Yeah, at Celebration. Yep. And then we got the full, I would Official say, what, trailer. like, two to three minutes? I think it was something like that. Yeah. And then a bunch of TV spots that have just had small lots, little clips. Lots, yeah. lots, and lots, and lots of TV spots, yes. And uh, one of my first questions is, uh, so we can both agree... That some of the, I mean, because a lot of them follow the same kind of trajectory. They show Ray first, and I yeah. think we can both agree that, like, in the shot where Ray is going through the ship, it is a star destroyer. And probably, oh yeah, and the one that's crashed on the the thing there. But how yeah. long do you think that star destroyer has been there? I'm guessing since the Battle of Jakku, which they've been kind of talking about, and uh, Battlefront will have a map of that soon, a little gameplay that you can do. But I'm guessing so about 30 years. You think 30 years? I think so. I think pretty much right after Return of the Jedi. Okay, because I'm I was kind of leaning more towards very more recent within the last couple of years. It is possible, but um, when I hear about the Battle of Jakku, I can't think of any other battle that they would kind of you know have over Jakku. I mean, there might be. I'm I have no no idea, but uh, I'm guessing it was probably around that time period. Could you um, do you think? Did you take a good look at that X-Wing that was crashed in front of the... Remember they showed an X-Wing in front of the yes. Star Destroyer? Yeah. Was that a T-65 or was that a T-70? That's a T-65. It is a 65? I think so, yeah. All right, because then that would lead Credence to it being back to... Uh, that would be a case for it to be back in the uh, Return of the Jedi era. 
Yeah, but we don't know when the new X-Wings came out, technically, so... True. The, this, the, that, uh, that style or version of the X-Wing could have been very recent still, still so... Because my thought was basically, like, the reason they have her going in there is she must acquire something while she's in there. She must get... Right. My thoughts are is she has to find something in the Star Destroyer that would get her involved in the story. Right. My speculation is it might be Luke's lightsaber yeah, somehow that, obtained by the Empire, and she finds it there. That's kind of my feeling as well, is that's right. where she gets the lightsaber, which yeah. we could call Luke's, we could call Anakin's, whatever. Yes. It's all the, it's, it's the Skywalker family yeah. saber. <laughs> I'm starting to look at this lightsaber like, uh, you know how in the Japanese culture, the samurai hand down their sword from family, yes. from generation yes, exactly. to generation? I'm starting to look at this this lightsaber in that in that aspect. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of it's the Skywalker family light family sword, right? Yeah. Yeah, but um, Finn is he when he wields it, he doesn't look like he's super trained. So that's exciting because if he's been a stormtrooper his whole life, pretty much, um, I, w- I wonder what got him to kind of switch sides. Well, see, yeah, that my theory on that is. Um, in the one trailer, we saw Kylo Ren um, torturing Poe Dameron, right? Right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely Poe being in a yes. force. I, it seems like he's using the force. Yeah, some to, type of force torture, like like maybe like crushing his head or something? or Well, I thought he was trying to... Manipulating his mind or... Yeah, I thought he was trying to read his mind or get information yeah. out of him, you know? Yeah. Like use the force to somehow pull information out of his head. But uh, my feeling was, what if that's the beginning of the movie, and that's what Finn sees, which gets him right. out of there, you know what I mean? Maybe he even rescues Poe from, right. from this. Well, and- I've been trying to kind of put all of the trailers, cut them up into clips, and put them in chronological order, and I'm, I, I agree with you. I think that, that Poe gets captured, and then Finn like sees these like torture, this torture acts that are going on, and he realizes that... Uh, and he talks to Poe about something. He's probably the one who escorts uh, Poe away um, in that Comic-Con clip or scene. Okay. And, um, he he probably learns from Poe something about the Resistance, or Poe trusts him to go find something or someone, and uh, Finn ends up uh, switching sides. That's what I'm guessing. Yeah, because I find it very fascinating that once Poe has crashed, uh, you know, they show him in the TIE fighter getting shot down by the Star Destroyer. Right. And then you could see him crashing onto the planet, which we're going to assume is Jakku. Right. And yeah. then it shows him overlooking the the little outpost or city that we would yeah, assume. Yeah, the little trading center type thing. Yeah, we would assume that Ray lives in there. Right. But he's got Poe's jacket. Yeah, that was one thing. I'm guessing that uh, if he had if he had ran into Poe on the, the uh, new Star Destroyer, I, I'm guessing that's where they would have. Tortured, uh, Poe. But if he had ran into him there, um, Poe maybe said, take my jacket, go escape, go into hiding on Jakku and try to, like, uh, tell the people there about, go back to the Resistance and kind of inform them what's going on here. Um, and Poe might have some information that needs to be passed on or something around that. Yeah, and the droid, we don't see it with... See, it always tells us on all the toys that the BB-8 droid is Poe Dameron's droid. Right. So, he's... Yeah. My thought is he either had to have ejected and landed on the planet before Poe got captured, or he was on the Star Destroyer and somehow got off of it, but we don't see the droid with Finn. With Finn. 
Right. So I'm kind of confused. I'm like, did the eject or did the maybe his X-wing crash landed and and right. uh, or after being captured, the right. droid um, landed it. You know, I don't know. There, yeah, there's a really really short clip of Poe Dameron in one of the TV spots, and he's kind of like with his gun there, and he sees something off in the distance, and I'm guessing that's on Jakku. And uh, he kind of tells BB-8 to go off and hide or something, and then BB-8 ends up getting captured by some of the local natives, and then they sell her or him to Ray. Is how I'm guessing that that okay. happens. But but yeah, that's one. I'm not sure how BB-8 kind of got to Ray, uh, but we'll see. I didn't. I must have. I, didn't, I must not have caught that one clip because then um, that because then maybe he gets captured while he's on Jakku, and the droid exactly. gets away. And they bring him up to the Star Destroyer. Right. And then that's Finn what, sees yeah. the torture and goes back down to J- J- Jakku. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm guessing. That seems like a good order. I, I like that order. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it kind of um, shocked me, though, that they're doing the same thing where a droid gets away with ideas or maybe plans or maybe You something. mean kind of like R2 and 3PO and uh, Yeah. Right. Yeah. It seems to parallel New Hope a lot right there. Right, and, and uh, uh, have you noticed how all of the planets that they have in this mo- new movie are kind of like the original trilogy planets? Like, you have Tatooine, which is Jakku, uh, Endor, which is... I'm not, I'm not sure how to pronounce the forest planet name, but they have a name for it. And then uh, Starkiller Base, which is like Hoth. Yeah, yeah. That's what I've kind of noticed. Like, they have the same type of planets. So I think that they're really trying to connect uh, the sequel trilogy with the original trilogy, and they're trying to do that through... Uh, familiar themes or ideas and things like that. But I hope it's not going to be a complete mirror oh, no. of, yeah. the, of the first movie there. That would not be fun, but um, hopefully they're that, a little more creative. I actually hope that Starkiller Base doesn't get completely destroyed in the first movie and that it's a threat right. for a while, you know? Maybe uh, in the ninth movie. Yeah, exactly. Right, episode nine, I mean. Yeah, because the other thing I was curious about is, you know, speaking of the... Um, Unless you got something else you want to bring up first, but speaking of the uh, that forested planet, mm-hmm. now we know that 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 Maz Kaneda's base is on that planet, right? Yeah, her yeah. little castle place. Yeah. Yeah, but it seems like there are already stormtroopers swarming the what I could what I would say is ruins of that of Maz Kaneda's castle, and then the resistance fighters are flying across the water to get to them. And then you see this great battle ensue. So I'm just right. kind of like, what is happening there, you know? I think that the the order of events there are Finn and Rey meet on Jakku in the Millennium Falcon. I'm not that's what I'm not sure how the Millennium Falcon fits into the whole situation, but the Millennium Falcon's there. They somehow meet Han and Chewbacca and they bring or he brings them to Maz uh, Maz's castle. Yeah, and then they kind of like meet with Maz there and um, talk about the Force and things, and then it gets attacked by the First Order, and then the Resistance comes and tries to save them. Save them, yeah, yeah. Because I, because I mean, like in one shot you see it with all the flags, which by the right. way can be a whole discussion around just the flags, yeah, just right? The flags. Yeah, but before we get into that, we'll go, and then you see another shot where like an X-wing is coming from above and he's shooting down Tie Fighters, and Maz right. Kaneda's castle is like. In fire destroyed. and ruins, you know, it's like destroyed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah, there are a lot of clips of like the whole whole buildings like crashing down and tumbling and getting destroyed. So a lot of wreckage in just that one small battle. Yeah, and it just leads to to open up the whole question of who exactly is Maz Kanata, 
Canada, Canada, what are we going to call her? <laughs> I pronounce it Canada, but I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then why destroy her castle? Like, who is this yeah. person? Yeah. Um, I hope that she's not a Jedi, um, but it seems like she has some sort of link to that. Yeah, the, right? Right. So maybe the servant of the Jedi or something. Have you seen the newest TV spot? Um, the super short one that you see her for like a second? No, I don't think I did. Okay, yeah. So um, she's interesting looking. I mean, we saw her on the poster, but you get a yeah. better look at her here. Uh, it's interesting. She doesn't look like someone who would be trained in uh, the ways of the Force. Of course, Yoda didn't really either at the time when he was first introduced. So I hope that they're not trying to do like a Yoda thing. Um, she she might be like a pirate or someone who's traveled the galaxy a lot and knows a lot about the Force. I mean, that's that's what I think. Yeah, like like I was kind of thinking that um, she's she's got to be like because with all the flags, we can go back to that. You know, yeah. with all the flags that we see outside, we clearly see that there's Mandalorian symbols in there. Right. There are, um, I mean, there's two or three of them, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, and pod racing flags. Too. Yeah, pod racing flags, and then there's the the one at the top that um, I think in your video you were saying it, it, it could have been like with um. Vizago, right? Yeah, Vizago's a uh, gang symbol. But didn't um, someone else point it out to me, because I was going along the same thing because I had just seen it in Rebels, the symbol in Rebels, and then they were like, well, that's the symbol that uh, Hondo used in Clone Wars. So Hondo oh, and Vizago are part of the same gang, the same group? That's possible, but I think that Hondo Naka's gang uh, has their symbol in there too, but in a different place. Ah, Okay. So I'm not so they, sure if there's some confusion there. Or if I'm yeah, yeah, it. yeah, yeah, maybe. But uh, yeah, there are a ton of symbols. They have uh, Sabine's helmet, possibly. There's yep. Zero the Hut symbol. Yeah. Um, pod racing flags, Mandalorian stuff. Tons and tons of different flags, and they'd have to be from all over the galaxy. So they can't be just from like one planet. So she has to have traveled somewhere. Yeah, or all those groups traveled to her. Right. Represent like the the factions or the the people who were there in the castle. Yeah. Right, and right. and this castle's fascinating me because of those flags because I'm just kind of like it reminded me at first of like a Tibetan castle with all the prayer flags, but once I started noticing the symbols and you were picking out different symbols and mm -hmm. other people were picking out different symbols and then I started looking at it and picking out different symbols, I started thinking like okay those aren't prayer flags those are representations of every clan and organization that. Right may have something to do with this either they have representatives here exactly. and, and it's kind of like is uh does that mean that she's sort of like the hub of this underground network like that's I don't what know. i'm guessing i don't think i don't think she'd be considered like a, a a queen or a leader just kind of like someone who owns the place where all these people meet and uh talk and uh yeah i guess live i'm not exactly sure about yeah. that yeah because it like if you look around uh, that area, there isn't there's like one docking bay for one ship, and everyone has to have fit in the castle. There's not really any good uh, area to build a house or anything around, so they must live there. Yeah, like what what if it's kind of like a, I mean total total speculation here. What if it's like a peaceful area? Like yeah. like Mass Canada's like okay, I'm gonna give you guys a spot where all the yeah the different 
groups, you know, Black Sun can meet up with the Mandalorians or something, and you guys yeah, can yeah. have a conversation. No weapons allowed here. It's like, you know, peaceful place or something like that. And that, yet, would make, that would make the destruction of the castle that much worse because the Empire is, or the First Order is coming in and destroying a peaceful organization. Yeah, but still one that works with and for a lot of underground organizations. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That could be considered criminal in sad times. Exactly. Even though we've seen a lot of the what you might call criminals in the Star Wars universe walk the line. Like, I personally think, you know, like the character Hondo Anaka, even Vizago sometimes, right. they help. Half, half good and half bad. Yeah, they help just as much as they hinder. Right. Yeah, yeah, they have. we have a lot of those types of characters in Star Wars. Yeah, and I really like that because, um, and I like that yeah. they introduced that even right from the beginning. I mean, you can kind of even say Han Solo was sort of that way. Say, Han Solo and Chewbacca were kind of the same way. Yeah, and uh, and it because what it does is it makes it more realistic because I think that there are yeah. people like that out in the real world and where it's not just good and just bad. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's 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 always it's like there's a lot of people who live in the gray. They're not black and white. Right, right. And what do you think of that droid? You, do you see, you know, the, the, no, 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 no. Let's go to the big, the big red one that's in front of the temple. Oh, the big red one. Oh, um, I mean, he's really cool. I'm not sure what else. I've heard someone tell me that uh, apparently you can see him in the Clone Wars somewhere. Really? Yeah, but it, I've never seen it before. I think it's original, but um, I don't know. It looks it looks really cool though. Very Star Warsy, beat yeah. up and old and rusty. I was kind of wondering if he was sort of a sentry droid, but he doesn't really have. I mean, to me. He doesn't have a visible weapon of any kind. I was going to say, he kind of seemed like he'd be in the right place to be like a guard-type sentry guy, but um, he's kind of broken down and didn't look very useful, so... Yeah. I'm not sure about him, but he, that was the one thing that caught my eye more than anything when I uh, first saw the trailer. And these things on his shoulders, I mean, they, they remind yeah. me of some kind of, like, radar... You know, the, the radar thing that's on top of planes? Oh, yeah. Or, like, some kind of, like... I mean, are they a communication thing? Are they... Are they blocking, like, dam is it making a dampening field? I mean, what's going on with this guy? I never you know? thought about that. That's interesting, yeah. He could be uh, useful to try to block out signals for the First Order to try to find the base or something. Yeah, you know, or or no internal and external right. outside conversations can happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, or I don't know. It's going to be interesting to find out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm floored by a lot of this stuff. It's just so <laughs> cool. Yeah. Uh, there's so much to speculate about. I, depending on, uh, like, what I decide to think for the day about a certain speculation can change the whole movie. <laughs> like, if, if the person who's, you know, uh, the scene with Ray crying over the body? Yeah, yeah. Depending on how that is, who that is, it changes the whole movie for everything. So, um, who do you think that is, though? I, I'm going with the first person I thought it was when I first saw it, and I have not wavered since, and, uh... I hate to say it, but I think it's Chewbacca. Ooh. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are saying that, and um, I, I'm not sure. Maybe. I mean, it would be, it would be sad, though. Kind of like in the, in the EU when the moon landed on him when he was saving Oh, yeah, Han of Solo's course. Kids. The whole moon landed on him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, my biggest thing is that it's, if you watch it, that's clearly a band, the bandolier strap that he's got around his shoulder sitting there right in the bottom right corner of the screen right i mean i can i can see that yes um i 
I originally thought it. I wasn't sure who it was, and when I picked it apart, I was like, "That must be uh, John." No, not John Boyega. Um, Poe Dameron. Uh, it must be Poe Dameron uh, because I thought that the grass in the background was hair, but people started pointing out to me that it's grass. So I'm. I think that this person is probably Finn because it would fit the location, the weather, the time. Uh, the jacket, everything there, but yeah, I mean, I do kind of see that there could be a jacket on the left side. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I don't know. You, a lot of people, it's either it's always either um, Han Solo or Chewbacca, but I think it's Finn. See, and I was going with Chewie also because later on in the thing we see uh, the hug between Han and Leia, and the emotion. Right. You notice che- be- Chewie's not in that Han. scene anywhere. Right. And the emotion that she's showing is kind of like, oh, I'm so sorry for you. You know, that's that's kind of how I took it, which added, possible, which added yeah. to the, for me anyway, added to the Chewbacca being killed, you know. Right, right. But I could just be reading those scenes in completely wrong, the wrong order. I mean. No, that's interesting. Yeah, I wasn't sure about that scene with uh, Leia and Han. I was, if I had to guess, I'd say it was like before or after a battle that was really important. But yeah. Uh, the Chewy theory is a good one too. That yeah, that's interesting. It makes the whole scene look way different. <laughs> it does look to be before a battle because of all the guys bustling around in yeah. the background and stuff. Yeah, getting and, ready. And that seems to be the same scene or area where um, Finn and Poe bump elbows, right? Yeah. Which uh, I how... took, which was interesting because I was watching your video, right? And you kind of took that. I mean, how did you take it? Uh, as a sign of aggression. Right, and I took it the other way as a sign of respect and honor between the two guys. Right, and so this is where I almost think uh, I might have been wrong there because not only has everyone told me that I'm wrong, but um, <laughs> but hey, don't. Uh, when when you really think about what I've decided is the beginning of the movie with uh, Finn and Poe Dameron meeting each other and kind of deciding you got to go escape, um, it doesn't make a lot of sense for them to be angry at each other if Poe or if Finn somehow helped save Poe, maybe. Yeah. Um, but the other idea is that Poe, uh, or Finn forces Poe to give him his jacket and kind of leaves him there to die while he escapes. If that's how it happens at the beginning, then I get the aggression at the end. Yeah, or it could even be that Poe knows that Finn was one of the ones that captured him. Right, yeah, it could you know, be and, uh, and... I was just angry with Finn for being a stormtrooper in the first place. Yep. It yeah. could, so I mean, I could see it either way, but um, but it does appear to me that it's going to be. I mean, I don't know. It's it seems like it's going to be desert planet, then Maz Kaneda's place, and then yeah, Starkiller base at the end. Yeah, and uh, I I'm not sure how spoilery you want to go, but there's a magazine that came out recently, um, and I heard it might be it it might not be real. I'm just gonna say that now. But uh, I heard that it sounds like Han Solo, Chewbacca, and Finn crash on Starkiller Base in the Millennium Falcon. Huh. Or at least at least Han and Finn. Um, and that's that scene at the beginning of the uh, one of the TV spots where Han is in the in the snow with Finn. Okay. People are saying that that's after uh, the Millennium Falcon crashes. Interesting. Okay. I, I don't I don't exactly know where that would fit into the story with uh, the rest of the battles and things that are going on. Yeah. Of course, like, they haven't they haven't given us all, and it's, we haven't seen anything of Luke yet. So I know there's probably a big part of the story that's missing. Yeah, but, I think um, there's a huge chunk, especially the, yeah. the Luke part, because they yeah. have been leaving him out of everything. 
Except for right. that one scene where we see the hand touch the hand R2. on R2. And we don't really know if that's even Luke yet, do we? Not necessarily, you're right. That could have just and, been a shot to show us that R2's in the movie. Right. And I'm guessing, is, I mean, who else would it be, really? But yeah. uh, when I saw his hand, you know Anakin's in episode two? Yeah. That's how I always pictured Luke's robotic hand would look like underneath the skin. Yeah, me too. Like, um, almost like the Terminator. <laughs> yeah, his the hand in the trailer kind of looks like a, a silver Iron Man hand. Yeah, it does. And I was, I was, a, little, I was a little thrown off by that. So he might have gotten a replacement, though. I don't know. But... Um, I thought that was interesting. That's why I at first was like, is that really Luke? I mean, I, I do think that that is Luke, but you're right. It's like without a definitive, you know, knowledge about the hand or where that came from, we can't say for 100% sure. Right. But like, I, I almost wonder if that's why they end up going to see Maz, because maybe she knows where Luke is. And, yeah, yeah. That I think, you know what I mean, and and that weird connection you brought up before, where she has something to do with the force. Exactly. Even if she isn't a force user, she's got something to do with them. And uh, so she's had some connection with Luke. Yeah. So maybe she's met Luke, or Luke has confided right. in her. You know, yeah, as, yeah. as basically being the last Jedi. Right. That yeah, that's interesting. Um, Han Solo is is probably going to Maz to look for Luke because. Uh, if it's if it's one of the plot theories, which is that it's kind of like the the hunt for Luke and trying to figure out where he is, um, that would make sense as to why Han would try to go out and search for him and go to Maz Kanata for help. But um, I I I'm not sure that Luke is really going to be that prominent in Episode Seven, uh, and I have a feeling that he's going to only show up in like the last five minutes. And then I gonna... I have this weird feeling about that too. I keep thinking right. like that Luke is going to kind of come in and save the day. Exactly. Which might lead some things to like, cause, cause basically there must be a forested area on Star Killer Base because they clearly show all the snow when Finn and uh, Kylo Ren are facing off against each other. Which, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So those yeah. trees must be on on Star, Star Killer, Killer Base. Base. Yeah, probably not Takadana or however you pronounce the forest planet. Yeah. And uh, which might lead, but you know, but you see when when Ray is fighting off against uh, Kylo Ren, and maybe she gets captured or whatever, because you see him bring down the right. lightsaber right by her head. That That's, is a uh, green forest, which makes me think that she's on yeah. Maz Kaneda's planet. Right. And then you notice you don't see her with when you see like um, Finn, Chewie, and Han. You don't see her. Yeah, that yeah, I was going to I was going to say she's probably being occupied with uh Kylo Ren fighting him in the forest while that attack on Maz Kanata's castle is going on. That could be, yeah. Interesting. She's kind of distracting Kylo Ren while uh they are taking care of the castle business. Huh. Of course, you see her she might have wandered off, which is a possibility cuz you see her in shots going into Maz Kanata's castle, and she's talking to Maz Kanata in the That's audio true. clips. So yeah, yeah. Uh, she might have learned the truth about like the forest or something, and then she wandered off into the forest and ended up confronting Kylo Ren on accident. Yeah, um, which would be interesting. Do you have you heard the theory that Ray and Ren are brother and sister? Yes, I have. I I I actually think um, I'm actually interested with a couple things related to the names. Now that you bring that up, because. Right. Uh, because I noticed they did not give Finn or Ray a last name. 
Which yes. leads me to believe that they are part of the Skywalker slash Solo family. I'm right. going to say that those two families have merged since Leia and Han have been have been married. We're, right. We're assuming they did get married. Well, and, that's the thing I'm not sure about if Han or Leia got or Han and Leia got married because they, it seems like they haven't seen each other for a long time. So something must have gone wrong. Well, that could be too, and that could be why they're embracing each other just because they haven't right. seen each other in a right, long yeah, time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But and we don't, not... and we know nothing about Luke if, if, because right. Luke didn't have enough teachings to even know that a Jedi should not um, fall in love and get right, married. Exactly. So he could have just done that on his own. Well, if he went into hiding, like some people are saying, right after Return of the Jedi, uh, he might have gone to Coruscant and dug up some information on uh, things like that. That's a possibility. Okay. But yeah, I'm not sure. Um, and then, and then Kylo, I do think is going to be wrapped up somewhere in the family. I think everyone yeah. that we're seeing is somehow related to the Skywalker slash Solo family, right. even other though Poe. Yeah, other than Poe, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, and and the Finn is the one that is a big explanation because, you know, obviously he's not of the same race or whatever well the thing about that though is uh have you been reading the marvel comic series yes yeah and han runs into his wife that we we're not sure if he's his wife right really his well wife. in the last issue i don't know if you've read it but in the last issue no. they said that the marriage was a fraud just okay. to get through it was something used to get through um a situation that they were in in order to okay, right. in order to accomplish the goal of whatever they were smuggling or criminally going after they had to pretend to have a real marriage, and it was a real ceremony, but they weren't really marrying each other in their hearts, right. you know? Okay, so, but does does that mean that it's impossible for them to have had a kid? Or I, a I don't know. Kid? That's the thing. I don't know. And right. That's what I was going towards, too, is maybe they did have a fling, had a child, that child grew up and had Finn. Right, you know? exactly. So Finn would be Han's grandchild. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. See, and I, I, I think the Luke Skywalker thing, because I, I have a feeling, you know, without any outside help, Rey is not going to defeat Kylo Ren. So when no. we see Kylo bring down that saber next to her neck, there's no way for her to get out of that situation without outside help. So right. I'm like, does Luke show up and stop stop him or right That's there? Possible. Or does Han and Chewie suddenly show up and start blasting Kylo and he has to escape because now there's too many people? Or when we see Finn at the end there ignite the blue lightsaber and then he's scared to death, it looks to me. I mean, that that on his face just looks like total fear yeah. when Kylo Ren is coming towards him with that rippling red lightsaber. I mean, yeah. the blade isn't even holding itself together. It's got spaces no, exactly. and it's just like falling all over. It's like pure madness. And I don't know if that reflects the, the character or if it's just shoddy workmanship, you know? Right. <laughs> But something, there's no way that Finn would survive that battle, you know? Right. So something would have had to, in, well, unless he, he is the one who's uh, laying there in that scene where Ray's crying over someone, you know? Yeah, true. And yeah. Then Finn might not have escaped the battle. But I, I have a feeling know. that um, these new characters are going to be in all three films. So I just can't well, I see hope them. they are, yeah. Yeah, I just can't see them killing off Finn in the first movie. No, me neither. Or maybe they seriously injure him. Maybe he loses an arm. I was going to say, like, and he gets a robot arm. And he, she's crying over him just because he's, he's 
severely injured, you know? Or she thinks he's dead, and he's not actually dead, and he was just so injured that he was kind of passed out. Yeah. But in any case, someone else is going to have to stop Kylo Ren in that scene, and maybe that's where Luke shows up. True, unless Kylo Ren takes Rey capture. Yeah. If he captures Rey, then he wouldn't have killed her, and she would have just... Maybe she found a way to escape later, and... Or maybe she didn't. I don't know. I, yeah, I, it, could, it could be one of those um, Empire Strikes Back moments where they leave the film I, with Ray captured, Finn injured to the point where he's almost dead. Yeah. You know, and you that, haven't seen Luke come in yet that much, you know? Yeah, that might add up, actually, because Ray seems to be pretty absent in the last half of the movie. Of course, I think Daisy Ridley was the one who was with uh, Mark Hamill on Michael Skellig, right? filming i think that they were filming there so yeah right ray has met luke somewhere uh on either an island so probably the forest planet or a new place i'm not sure yeah oh wow this is just all gonna be interesting (laughs) yeah this is so much well one other so one other thing i gotta bring up speaking of kylo ren and them we go all the way back up to that middle of that big trailer and we see him with a group of guys right right in the rain in the dark mm-hmm. who the knights of ren maybe that's what i would assume right right so his name when like ren would be like a title like darth yeah supposedly. right so um, each of these guys would have a, a different name and right there's some there's like one immediately behind him that kind of looks like has a very similar helmet to the to kylo but yet there are others that look like they have a stormtrooper helmet or a Mandalorian helmet or some other form of like uh, almost like the um, sentry guard helmets like we've seen, like the Imperial Royal Guards or things like that. Yeah, and they have a lot of interesting weapons too, Ma- uh, bats and giant like swords and crazy, yeah. crazy different weapons. One of them has a big staff, which really yeah. looks like a Magna Guard staff. Yeah, exactly. You know, and uh, one of them even has this huge, like, I don't know if it's a missile launcher or some kind of, like, giant thing over, oh, yeah. Heaved, yeah. heaved over his shoulders in the background, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I just, and I'm wondering if any one of those guys are going to have an actual lightsaber or if they're all just, if, if Kylo Ren's going to be the only one. I have a feeling that Kylo Ren is kind of the leader of the group here. And he's the one who's kind of, who's so obsessed with Darth Vader that he's tried to figure out how to make a lightsaber. And the reason it's so messed up is because he hasn't really perfected it yet. Yeah. He doesn't know how exactly to make a lightsaber, but he's kind of done it from what he knows um, of Darth Vader, is what I'm guessing. Because there seems to be some sort of obsession there over Darth Vader, uh, having his, like, like decaying pumpkin-like helmet there. Yeah, it does look like a pumpkin, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I mean, because he clearly, I mean, he says it in there, I'll finish what you started, right? Or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I wonder if he knows that he's related to Vader. Like, if he is. Right, like his, what would he be, grandkid? Yeah, right? Grand, his Probably. grandfather yeah. would, would have been. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that, that sort of family honor is kind of what he's looking at when he says, I'll finish what you started, you know? Yeah, 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 maybe. Or he's just obsessed with collecting artifacts. And, I mean, like, like in the comics lately, they've shown that 
Palpatine himself was pretty obsessed with collecting artifacts and that he had right. things from all over. And uh, But didn't they... Dis- did you read that comic? Didn't they, in the end, they destroyed that ship, though, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Yeah. So um, all those artifacts would have yeah. went kaput, you know? Right. Yeah, I'm not sure. But, uh... So I'm wondering if he has a similar fascination, like he's collecting artifacts. Because yeah. I still think there's... I still think that I see traces of uh, Darth Revan in that helmet. Oh, and, definitely, definitely. And some of the other helmets that you see around him with these Knights of Ren. Yeah, the, like you were saying, the one right behind him is actually almost more uh, Revan-y than yeah. Kylo. Yeah. So I'm wondering if... Because uh, I, I thought that I had heard that Hasbro was not going to make any toys that were not canon anymore. So nothing from the legends. Interesting. I hadn't heard it. that. Interesting. So if they're making a, a Darth Revan figure, then he's going to be canon somewhere, either just mentioned or actually shown. And I'm curious right. if uh, they could always go back on the whole holocron thing and have Revan. I mean, they could completely retcon Revan and make him into whatever they wanted. And maybe yeah. he's a dark. Maybe he's a dark teacher that's been teaching Ren. You know what I mean? Because I can't yeah, see. Yeah. I, I mean, if they're going to use Force spirits like they have in the past, teaching the good guys like Obi-Wan, and you could even argue that Yoda in some of the stuff has, you know, taught past their death, you know? Yeah, yeah. Kind of like uh, Force spirits and in speaking beyond the the living Force. Yeah. Um, and I'm like... That's but, interesting, yeah. And I, I couldn't see, like, Anakin, Darth Vader doing that and being a mentor because he turned to the good side before he died. Exactly. Yeah, I'm I'm interested in seeing what they're going to do there because there are a lot of rumors that Hayden Christensen is going to be in uh, episode 8. Really? Yeah. Huh. I'd be I'd be fine with that news if they said he was in Rogue One and he was just inside of Darth Vader's costume. <laughs> uh, uh, but there, I don't. I, there's something about the idea of his force ghost coming back and somehow communicating, or a flashback, which I hope. I I don't think Star Wars needs any flashbacks, really. No, I don't uh, think they've ever done that, right? No, but there, a lot of people think that's why Hayden Christensen is there to do a flashback scene of the Clone Wars, um, which I wouldn't really like that much. Uh, I I think that it would probably be best if they have to use him for a short scene as a force ghost. But the problem there is that my least favorite special edition change was Hayden Christensen's face over the force ghost of uh, Sebastian Shaw. Yes, mine too. Cause, yeah. Because you don't see Obi-Wan as a young person. He, he, no, they, right. are, they are the age that they went when they died. So. And the argument there, though, is that you know, they, it was when they were at their best, when they were you know, the most good. Um, but that's, isn't that the whole point? He redeems himself at the end? Yeah. Yeah. So wouldn't he be shown as like, well, that's the other thing, though. He's not all scarred up and stuff. So uh, people say that it wouldn't make any sense for him to be scarred up a ghost if he isn't already. But um, if if he is the best Jedi, he was kind of already becoming evil in episode two. So why would they show in episode three Hayden Christensen? <laughs> that's true. Yeah, because he has I mean, long hair. <gasps> yeah, I, yeah, I obsess over that scene a bunch, though, but I've already talked about it enough. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, so yeah, Hayden Christensen might be in episode 8, which I'm not sure how I feel about that. Yeah, but going back to the different things, like I, I feel like 
if there is a teacher for him, it's got to be either Revan or it could be Plagueis, right? I was going to say Plagueis, yes. Right? Um, thing is, we don't know who Snoke is yet. And Snoke true. could be yeah. a code name for Plagueis, who has returned and now he's, uh, uh, what is it, Grand Leader? No. Uh, is it Grand Leader Snoke? Grand Supreme Leader, Supreme right? Leader Snoke, yeah. yeah. Uh, and have you heard the interview with... Um, Oh, uh, what's uh, what's the actor behind uh, Snoke? That's um, Andy Serkis. Yes, Circus, right? Yeah. Um, he says that this was his one of his scariest filming experiences because he was on a giant uh, podium above the rest of the actors, and he said that he only communicated with uh, Adam Driver and um, uh, Domhnall Gleeson. So it sounds like he is on some type of giant throne or he's some type of giant creature. Yeah. Well, I've been told that his, uh, like, when we saw him in one of the shots, we, we saw Andy Serkis with arm extensions and leg right. extensions. So I right. think he's a really tall creature. He's a tall character. Right. And Plagueis had weird features, right? Like long arms, long legs, and real yeah, thin. Yeah, really long. Yeah, everything. Yeah. So it could be. And I mean, then the other option, of course, is always Palpatine. Ugh. Oh. Yeah, that's an option. <laughs> Not one that I'm very fond of, though. Yeah. I, people in Star Wars keep being brought back to life, and I think they're overdoing it. And when the EU brought Palpatine back to life, I was I was not happy about <laughs> that choice. Uh, once someone's dead, they should stay dead, mostly. Um, I mean, it's okay for Force Ghosts, I guess. Yeah, but... well, that's what I was thinking, like any of these guys being Force Ghosts. Cause yeah. I, I, but if Plagueis was actually, because I was thinking Plagueis would be a force ghost, not actually alive. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I was saying too. Because he was killed uh, by Palpatine, is what we're meant to believe, right? In yeah, episode... in his sleep or something. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But so, they did say that he managed to find a way to cheat death, right? Right. Well, he there he could save others from death, but not himself, is what uh, Palpatine says there. But maybe oh, yeah. he. Maybe he did save himself. You never know. Through the Force or something like that. Yeah. Of course, yeah. saving yourself might be considered the Force ghost. Exactly, idea, yeah. You know. That, that would make him the first Force ghost. Because I think the... Or if he was a Force ghost. Because um, I think what they were saying is that Qui-Gon was the one who learned to master the ways of living beyond the Force. And yeah. communicating with the living. Um, which that, I was so confused in the original trilogy about why the ghosts were like that until uh, the Clone Wars. They kind of, they explain it in episode three, but I never really caught that until the Clone Wars. And uh, so that's interesting that Yoda kind of, uh, or Qui-Gon kind of taught Obi-Wan and Yoda how to communicate with the living after death. Yeah. Which then also brings up, well, then why, how would uh, Anakin already know how to do it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> would yeah, show up at the end know. of Return of the Jedi. Yeah. It's it, there are a bunch of plot holes and things, but Star Wars has a ton of those anyway. So yeah, one thing that I thought was funny though, speaking of names, like in the beginning, um, I it, I know that it has absolutely nothing to do with it. It has to be pure coincidence. I wonder if Abrams and then even re even watch these. But um, back in the old days, there was a cartoon in the eighties 
the droids cartoon. Yes, I love droids. Okay, okay. So you have seen it and you know about it? Yeah, I've seen every episode. Yeah. All right. Well, do you remember Kaibo Ren? I was going to say Kaibo Ren. Is that who you're going to talk about? Yeah. And I was like, so when I first saw Kylo so, Ren, so similar. I was like, is this set, is, he, is he related at all to this other right. Ren guy the that was pirate? in the... Wait, was he the, was he the pirate? He was the pirate, right? Yeah, he was the pirate yeah. guy. Yeah, okay, that, yeah, that was working for the Empire to get those right. uh, crystals or those right, rune yeah. stones. The rune, the rune, stones, rune stones, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I just yeah. I just find it fascinating that they both are Ren. They have the same. Yeah, you know. it's it's interesting. Kaibo Ren and Kylo Ren is very very similar. Yeah. Um, it could be that if if you really really want to analyze it and and assume that J.J. Abrams and Lawrence Kasdan somehow looked that deep into the lore of uh, legends and canon, it could be that the Wrens were like a family of pirates and then they eventually evolved into like a, a gang or a group or something and eventually became this kind of cult of uh, Sith follower type things. But uh, That'd that be might be reading into it a little bit more, yeah. too much. <laughs> too but, much, right? But uh, yeah, the na- I, th- I just thought that was hilarious how the names were so similar. Yeah. I'm glad I'm not the only one who caught that. Or... Yeah. <laughs> uh, so... Uh... Is there anything else you want to bring up? I mean, was there something you wanted to speculate on? Um, not really. Uh, have, well, have you heard of the Darth Jar Jar theory? Oh, yes, of course, yeah. We don't really need to go into that too much, but... <laughs> yeah. Um, that's an interesting theory. They have, they have a few solid points, but George Lucas has said flat out that it's not true. <laughs> okay. But it was yeah. fun while it lasted. Yeah, yeah. That would have been awesome if he was actually Darth Plagueis or something. (laughs) Like, that was the original plan. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, That would have been, that would have been great. But, um, but yeah, I think that we've pretty much covered all of the theories and speculations that I've had about these, these trailers. Yeah, yeah, I I, I would agree. So I got one last question for you. What shows are you going to see and when? Uh, for The Force Awakens? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm going opening night in Tequila uh, at an AMC theater for in 2D. That, the main reason I'm going then is because it's in 2D, and I wanted to see it in 2D first. And then uh, the next day I'm going, um, on the 18th, I'm going to the Cinerama to see it in 3D. Okay. Um, and that'll be, that'll be a lot of fun. I'm excited. Uh, but, yeah, I'm going with the, most of the Sarlacc group is going to be there. Okay, so, so you're going start. with that crew on the Cinerama on the yes, 18th. Yes, yes. Because some of those guys are doing the yeah. all-day thing on the Yeah, the 17th, uh, marathon. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's insane. Yeah. Um, I I mean, it's not healthy, right, to be in a theater all day? <laughs> I, I, I couldn't do that, no. Um, when are you going? That would not work for me either. Yeah, but, uh, no. yeah I'm going to go, um, yeah, because of my my anxieties and stuff would just get to me. I wouldn't be able to sit in the same place all day. But anyways, I'm going to the, um, the 7 PM here at the crossroads in Bellevue with a couple of, um, authors that I know, Michael Muntz and, uh, Richard, Dean Richard. And then, uh, the guy who does Velocidad comics, um, Casey Cavedo, he's going to be with us and Chris Perillo. Oh, awesome. So we're all going to see it together. Uh, it's the 7 p.m. 3D showing in the new huge theater. Crossroads has redone their theater, their main theater, and it has uh, reclining seats that are all automatic. They have, like, controls on the side of them. Oh, that's awesome. And they have wooden decks for with cup holders in them for your <laughs> cups to go in, a little wooden platform to put your food on. 
and oh, you're, that's great. You put your feet up, and I mean, and the screen is huge. It's this big curved. Right. It's kind of curved screen. Yeah. The way the new ones are. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so they've really completely redone that theater, and I I think it was just for Star Wars, in my opinion. <laughs> but uh, well, that sounds great. Yeah. yeah um, so we're gonna have the full experience. I think Cinerama's the same deal there now. You know, so. Cool. Yeah, we should yeah. have the same experience uh, seeing it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Should be fun. That's awesome. Um, so Chris Prillo is going to be there too. Yeah, yeah, and he actually—it's funny because when I brought up that I was gonna—I'm also going to see it Friday at noon and at 3:20. So two of them back okay. to back <laughs> on Friday, and uh, took the day off of work for it and everything because I'm just that big of a Star Wars fan and was just—I'm right. just hoping it's going to be that good that I'm going to want to see it. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm going to be jonesing Thursday night to see it again, but I can't stay <laughs> up that late. Right. And and, uh, and then. So I I went for two more on Friday, and my friend Derek, who went to celebration with me, is going to go to the two back and two of them back and back to forth, uh, you know, in a row on Friday. And then Chris was just like, "Yeah, if you don't mind, I'll join you for those two also." So he's going to end up seeing it three times. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome! Uh, yeah, that's like, awesome. All right, uh, so you're just as crazy as we are. Sure, <laughs> why not? I'll... Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I recently did my first live stream a couple of weeks ago with him and a few other people but yeah that was a face reveal too so that was fun yeah guys, yeah that'll, that'll be fun though yeah i'm sure he'll show up to some of the stars and starlock events when he can yeah so we'll get we'll all get to know him a little bit more yeah because he does seem like a really cool guy and oh yeah yeah well hey you know i uh we're coming up on a good 40 50 minutes which is usually what i like uh recording for so yeah. i'm gonna say this has been pretty good I'm, i've been having fun talking with you yeah it's been great thank you so much for having me on yeah you're i mean every conversation i have with you Krista, you're pretty cool <laughs> i mean it's just it's just been great you know so well thank you yeah it's great it's a lot of fun to talk with uh star wars fans who are just as passionate about, about the new movie and, and all of it obviously but yeah this has been great yeah and hopefully i mean with any luck if the force is with us, we're both going to be completely wrong with anything that we speculate. Hopefully, <laughs> yes. So we get a whole new experience. Yeah, because yeah. I, I do think that J.J. Uh, Abrams uses a lot of misdirection. And I oh, think yeah. that there is some... I think there's hints in the trailer that we don't pick up on. And I also think there's mixed directions in the trailer. Yeah, and, definitely. Uh, and there's going to be a lot of things in there that we thought were going to go one way. And they're going to go completely opposite. And we're all right. going to be shocked. Which, I, which is what <laughs> I'm going to love about it, you know? Right, yeah. Yeah, he's he does a good job with that, and it, it sounds like Disney's giving him a lot of liberties in that area. So yeah, and and really keeping a lot of the plot points away from us. I mean, he's really just oh, yeah. showing us small clips, views of the people that he wants us to see and know about, and then just left us to go crazy speculating. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, the the recent um, TV spots have been a little insane, with like one coming out every other day, but. Uh, <laughs> Otherwise, yeah, they've been keeping very, 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 very secretive. Yeah. Which is good. I'm glad that they've been doing that. Yeah. Well, hey, Krister, if there's anything else, just uh, plug your YouTube channel again, tell everybody where to find you again, and then we'll get on out of here. Yeah, all right. Um, I'm Stargeek on YouTube. Uh, upload videos uh, weekly around that time. I should be uploading one tonight or maybe tomorrow. Um, but Or, well, actually... The date of the recording is going to be a little different, but um, that's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this will get but, released on a Friday, so yeah. Uh, I'll probably upload one then too. But um, yeah, yeah. Stargeek on YouTube, uh, Stargeek on Facebook, at StargeekYT on Twitter and Instagram. So yeah.
thanks for having me on, though. Yeah, thanks a lot for joining me. Yeah, That's thanks great. so much. All right. May the force be with you, Krister. May the force be with you. <laughs> All right. Talk to you later. Thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, thanks. And it's time to get your geek on at the con. This week on Get Your Geek On at the Con, I've got Casey Cavado from Jet City Show and Jessica Clements from the Geek Girl Con. Let's hear what they have to talk about and what they geek out about. Walk around Jet City Show and I saw Casey Cavado again with Velocidad. Tell us what's been going on lately. Uh, I've just been plugging away on the webcomic. Uh, I actually have a short print run I did for uh, Velocidad for 1, 2, and 3, so I'm super excited to get it done in time for the show. Got it printed, um, and I'm jumping into 4, I'm getting to draw mechs, I'm getting to draw more space bikes, so I'm just having a good time, still plugging away. I think it's been great following along online. The story's just been amazing. I really like it. Well, thank you. Yeah, no, I have a lot of fun. There's a lot of things that I had in my sketchbook that I've been... I do a page a week, so it takes me a little while to get to the things that I want to draw, but I finally got to like some of the big robots and got to do more of the bikes and the aircraft, or, you know, the spacecraft and stuff like that, so I'm having a lot of fun. That's cool. It's cool. Where can everybody find you? Uh, you can find uh, it at www.velocidad.com. Uh, or actually, I'm sorry, velocidad.comic.com. All right. And on Twitter and everything, usually the same yeah, yeah. name. It's at velocidad.comic is on Twitter. Yeah. What have you been currently geeking out about? Uh, I'm ready for The Force Awakens. I am so ready. Like, just seeing the new versions of the Stormtroopers, like, even, like, all the commercials that are coming out are just making me totally weepy. Like, I mean, I'm so excited to kind of share it with my kids who are now the age that I saw it at. So I'm, I'm really just stoked. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. I, I just can't wait either. Oh, I'm, I can't even, I don't even have words. <laughs> that last trailer, man, wow. Oh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's... It's looking amazing. Like I mean, they definitely just like I've told you before. I love like all the aesthetic of like the old craft and just the old tactile feel of all this of all the uh, the sets and everything. I'm really excited that's the direction they're going. Yeah, me too. Well, hey, thanks a lot, Casey. Thanks for giving us a little bit of your time. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Thanks. Matt Geek Girl Con 2015, and I saw that the EMP is here, and I love the place. I've been to a few of the shows, and they just have fantastic exhibits. And I want you to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what's currently going on at the EMP here in Seattle. Hi, I'm Jessica Clemens. I'm the social media and promotions intern at EMP. I just started, but I'm here to just go crazy about everything that's going to be happening to our Facebook, our Twitter, our Flickr, all those noises. So right now we're doing our 31 Days of Horror events at EMP. We have the Camp Out Cinemas happening, and they have Haunted Happy Hours. It's all 21 and 8 over, so... You should hold off if you're under 21. On um, October 24th, we have Halloween, which is for all ages, and it has like a lot of events where you can make like just spooky characters and spooky costumes. You can engage with all of our photo booths, and it's really awesome. Um, in November, though, we're gonna have um, our founder of um, our founder award, which goes to a secret right now, like a really it's top secret, but it goes to um, a rock like idol. 
cool, and cool. we give it to them. And November 14th, the Hello Kitty exhibit opens, and it's going to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I see you guys doing a lot of pictures with Hello Kitty and stuff here at the booth. Yeah, um, yeah. we're just letting people take pictures here, and if they hashtag Hello Kitty EMP, they get a free giant goodie bag from Sanrio. And um, it has like a Hello Kitty blanket, socks, um, a journal. Um, I think it has a water bottle at the bottom, a giant bow. And they get a free Hello Kitty ears. Wow. And that, does that, do they walk away with it or does that get sent to them? That gets sent to them, even yeah. if they're out of state. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, we're just doing a lot. We're trying to make it um, a more all-ages event because a lot of people um, that are under the age of like 13 are going to come to the exhibit and we want them to know that adults are so welcomed. There's going to be Hello Kitty outfits, Hello Kitty purses, Hello Kitty jewelry, as well as a lot of Hello Kitty like games and television shows for the younger children. That's awesome. Um, and then I always like to find out, since we're a geek show, what are you geeking out about lately? What are you totally into? Right now, because of my job, it's Hello Kitty, but my number one is Star Trek The Original Series and Futurama. <laughs> oh, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, I'm a sci-fi. I'm definitely the bigger in the part of the sci-fi exhibit at EMP that they have to offer. Everything Star Wars is there right now, yeah. but um, I'm really big on um, Stormship... Or, uh, no, no. I'm really big on Battlestar Galactica, and that's there right now. And I'm going crazy at their sci-fi exhibit. I think everyone needs to go right now while we have all these artifacts. They still have Spock's costume there? They don't. Oh, we had okay. to. We switched it out with Boba Fett's. All right, good, good. And then now, just this Saturday, the Star Wars exhibit closed down yeah. because we're getting the Chuck Jones exhibit for oh, cool. yeah Looney Tunes, and then we're also getting the Hello Kitty one. Yep. We had to make room for all those big ones. Yeah, it's always a rotating exhibit in those main rooms there. Oh, yeah. Everything, the Star Wars exhibit is going to Brazil, and we're just getting the Hello Kitty one from Los Angeles. I I don't know where the Chuck Jones one is coming from, but I guess that's how our museum works, is just yeah. coming from, we're trying to get more out of state, or, or not out of state, but like international exhibits, we're trying to get places, like, we're trying to get a lot of exhibits from Brazil right now, but who knows if we're going to get Well, it, it lets people who go a lot, especially if you live in the area, to see something different every time you go. Oh, no, yeah, that's exactly, and that's what we encourage, because as soon as you walk up to it, you notice this giant weird building, and that's the first thing people see, they're like, what is that? Is it a cloud? Is it like vomit? And we're like, oh, um, it's actually pictured after Jimi Hendrix's broken guitar. Yeah. <laughs> so you should come in and see it. <laughs> and they have a great Jimi Hendrix display. In there. Oh yeah, we have. We're big on Jimi Hendrix. That's our idol for it. But yeah. we also are really big with Nirvana. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah, a lot yeah. of Kurt Cobain stuff. All his like memorabilia. All his songs. His first songs written. Um, a lot of his shows that we taped EMP, and it's just really crazy. And you also support the Twelfth Man, don't you? We do. We have um, the like. It's um, we are twelve. It's the we just actually uh re like refreshed it. We just yeah. did some like we upped it up a lot. Um, we actually have the Super Bowl trophy there, and it's like directly in the middle, like under all this like security. No one can really touch it. You can take pictures twenty feet away from it, but it's just like it's the Super Bowl trophy. It's the only one we really have. Like leave it alone. But. Yep, we're big on the We Are 12 too. Well, hopefully this year, Super Bowl 50, we'll get another one. Seahawks! Yeah. <laughs> All right, man, that's great. Thanks a lot. Yeah, of course. I'll talk to you guys later. I really appreciate this. Thanks for spending some time with us. Yeah, thank you for stopping by the booth, and hopefully everyone checks out EMP Museum. Like, it's there. Like, I want it. <laughs> yeah, cool. Thanks. Of course. You've been listening to the Super Awesome Geek Show with John Adams, Jason Rigdon, Eric Locke, Matt B, and Rob Clifford. 
The Super Awesome Geek Show is part of Kingdom of the Geeks. We put up new episodes every Friday. You can find us on iTunes and on the website at superawesomegeekshow.com. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash superawesomegeekshow. Follow us on Twitter at awesomegeekshow. And if you'd like to help, you can support us on Patreon, p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash superawesomegeekshow. Or make one of the purchases of our fine toys, art, and collectibles on the eBay store, stores.ebay.com slash kingdomofthegeeks. All your support does help, and we really, really appreciate it. If you'd like to be on the show, just contact us, superawesomegeekshow at gmail.com. Well, that about wraps it up. Thanks a lot for listening, and see you next Friday on the Super Awesome Geek Show! Super Awesome Geek Show!